0: We Ni Ni Ni? Greetings and thank you for tuning in to the African Diary. This is podcast number 5. Before I begin, I would like to thank you for listening and supporting this podcast. I'm new to this form of expression, I mean I'm used to face to face conversation but this is life, we stay flexible, we adapt and we keep it moving. By the way, just to let you know, I post short videos on YouTube 3 times a week where you see me cycling in the streets of Africa and the channel is called The African Storyteller. It's the same logo as here so you won't get lost. Now that we've got that out of the way, let's dive into what brought us here. Today I want to share a real life story with you hoping you might learn one or many things out of this story. I remember before telling us a story, one of my grandmother used to say, anytime I tell you a story, you must only focus on two things. First, you must put yourself in that story. You must see yourself in that story as the main character. Second, you must look for the lesson in that story because in every story I tell you, there is always something to learn. You should never be concerned with the veracity of the story because it's irrelevant. Now, the day you master this process, it will make your life living amongst people less difficult. This story began 30 years ago and the protagonists are still alive today but let me stress something here. These things do happen in life and the reason I'm sharing it with you is for you to make sure it never happens again. And if you listening to this had to go through these experiences, I would like to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry you had to go through it and I can promise you that I will never let this happen under my watch. This story, like most stories or topics I cover, take place on the African continent. So to stick to the tradition, this story began in Bangui, the capital city of the Central African Republic. There was this young and successful couple who newly got married and made both of their families proud. This story has nothing to do with the first podcast but if you haven't listened to it I'll suggest you listen to it after this one. It will give you a better understanding of this story. To cut the long story short, less than a year after their wedding the woman gave birth to a son. I mean she was within the time because once you pass the two years marks both families begin asking questions. (laughs) They want to hear crying in their house. They want to be told that plates were broken. They want to be told that school is going great basically they expect you to have children within a certain amount of time after the wedding in many cultures on the african continent a child is viewed as a blessing that's why during and after the pregnancy the woman is given all the support she can think of younger family members from both sides come to provide support in case she needs stuff like foods clothes and more mothers and aunties are there for advice and more so the pregnant woman is getting customized high quality care and high quality guidance from women Who've been down that road many times before her? These practices still exist on the African continent. Even though some people are westernizing themselves, they still keep a high dose of Africanness in how they do things. Listen, there is no chance I will ever get pregnant, but let me tell you this having experienced relatives' and friends' pregnancy, I think it is unacceptable for pregnant women to be allowed to go through it by themselves. They deserve all the support they can get and I believe no man can properly grasp and provide that support even though I assisted in a few occasions, I still believe no man can do it better than a woman can. You see, all that support was important and needed because a child is not just viewed as a blessing, a child is also the symbol of uniting and sealing both families together. This couple did everything in their power to give the fruit of their union the best childhood possible. We are beings in the human flesh. The flesh has an expiration date and unfortunately when the child turned eight, his mother died in her sleep when the dad was on a business trip. On that day, the powerful energy this couple was emitting in the neighborhood became weak and it weakened by the day. There was no amount of alcohol that could ease the pain this man was experiencing. People often speak about the end of the world. I suppose that for that man, that was his end of the world. You see, pain is like a wound. When a wound heals, it becomes a scar and we learn to live with scars from time to time we look at the scars and it reminds us how we felt when the wound was still fresh but we also realize that we have lived to tell the tale however this man was left with a child to raise and that is what the elders had to remind him and that's how he was freed from alcoholism he made a promise to himself that he would raise that child the way they had planned to raise him yes his wife had died but the union between both families still stand and both families at this point were only thinking about what was the best out come for the child. This is Africa, there is no way a man will be allowed to raise a child by himself so women from his ex-wife family came forward and requested that they take the child to raise so that he could focus on rebuilding himself and potentially find a new partner. It wasn't just anybody, these were aunties who raised many children from the family so they had the required experience. Plus those aunties home are always full of children and they argued that it would be better for that child to develop in that environment instead of. Being being alone with the dad. The man appreciated their demand but refused however he promised to reach out to them if he changed his mind. On the african continent the doors are never closed to guests and especially family members so anyone who wanted to visit the little man was welcome to do so at any time. I mean if you've listened to my other podcasts you know that these things are normal on the african continent. Anyways during school holidays the little man had to spend half of his holidays with his grandparent father's side then the other half with his grandparents' mother's side the father and son relationship grew stronger as they learned to deal with the loss of the most important person in their lives smile began appearing which led to laughter and more i almost forgot to mention that their neighbors and the neighborhood they lived in did everything to support these two individuals in every step of the way when they were dealing with grief a couple of years later through his line of work the boy's father met someone which came as a relief to both sides of the family because they wanted the man to continue living for the sake of the child throughout their african continent we know that a home is never complete without the feminine energy plus both families believe that the boy needed a mother figure not a replacement for his mother but a mother figure let's go back to that someone the boy's father met she is a someone that has been eyeing that man for many years even when his wife was still alive like a chess player all these years she has been making strategic moves to get closer to this man's heart and like most men we never notice these things unless a woman around us translate these signs to us the cat sat on the Like in the movie Inception, she planted all kind of ideas and scenario in this man's mind to the point that when it all clicked, he fell in love with her in ways he couldn't even explain himself to save his life. Everybody knew that in this man's life, nothing mattered more than the love and affection he had for his son. So this woman did everything in her power to gain his son approval because she knew that he was the last obstacle standing between her and her targets. Long story short, within a year, the boy father married this woman with the blessing of his ex-wife family however the man younger sisters wasn't completely sold about her brother's new relationship in her eyes it was too good to be true plus she thought the whole thing was rushed this is africa her being the younger sister she didn't really have a voice unless her sentiment were shared by a family member who was older or had some type of authority in the family however on her level all she could do was discuss her feeling with her age mate within the family or someone older if she was given the opportunity to talk about these things she was also closer to her brother but she did not want to raise these suspicions with him because he looked happy being with someone after so many years. This woman became a mother to this young man to the point that people would sometimes forget that she was not the biological mother. But as I said in my earlier podcast on the African continent your father's wife is your mother and your mother's husband is your father. Anyways this man loved nature so much that every evening he would plant a seed in his wife's garden and he quickly realized that the ground was fertile and she felt and later gave birth to a son while she was pregnant her husband's sister decided to move in to support her during her pregnancy but she only stayed for a couple of weeks then went back home that alone was very unusual because usually people tend to stay until at least the baby is two years old or older and others just end up completely moving there until the day it's time for them to get married and move on with their lives her absence was only noticed because she was the man's sister but there was still enough people to support the pregnant woman anyway the child was born and the big brother took great care of the younger brother. Both children looked like a father so it was easy for people to see that they were brothers but only those who were close to the family knew that they did not share the same mother. One day after work the father spotted his two sons doing homework together and the eldest son playfully helping the youngest learn something and it made the man feel so proud. One day the eldest son was sleeping in the living room and he was woken up by his father who told him that he was noticing strange things in the house. Then he continued by saying that someone was stealing his money and the reason why the man told his son was because he knew his son never stole anything naturally the son told the father that he had no idea who could be stealing his money and his father told him to never repeat that conversation a couple of months later the dad was offered to be promoted to a senior position in the company but the role involved a lot of traveling and it was based in east africa the man didn't even think twice he took the opportunity and later on the old moved to nairobi this was a sad news for the youngest sister for two reasons one the inconvenience of not being able to see her brother on a daily basis at will and two she was worried for her oldest nephew remember back then people would write letters to each other and this is africa so it's all about connection they knew someone who worked for one of the airline companies so they would write letters and pass it to that person and that person organized the rest the family in bangi would write a bunch of letters for people in nairobi and people in nairobi would match the energy however the younger sister noticed that when her brother was present her nephew would write letters to most people in the family. But when he was on a mission abroad they would receive fewer letters than normal and she wouldn't receive any. In one of the letters the eldest nephew sent to her dad's sister he raised a few concerns stating that the relationship with his mother changed since the move to Kenya. She was mean to him when the father wasn't there and that in few occasions she accused him of stealing money on top of other things. He stated that it was as if the father's wife was trying to disrupt the close brotherly relationship he had with his younger brother. There are two reasons why he felt comfortable writing these things to his aunt, one because she was the first one in the family not to like her brother's wife and two because when his mother died she was with him on a regular basis therefore they developed a strong bond. Unfortunately one day his wife's father opened the letter he received from his aunties and she read it and it all happened at a time when the father was on a mission in the US. When both son came from school on a Friday afternoon she sent him to his room for the whole weekend without food and his younger brother did not understand what was happening so the younger brother spent the whole weekend crying the following Monday he was allowed to come out of his room get ready for school and have his breakfast however when he entered the dining room and saw his young brother's face he couldn't contain his tears because the young man's face was disfigured it looked like the man was crying the whole weekend and the only reason he was allowed to leave his room was that she did not want the husband to know that there was something wrong happening back home because the husband was in direct contact with the driver in charge of doing the school run. On several occasions the driver had noticed that something was wrong every time the husband wasn't around and his suspicions were confirmed by regularly speaking with the watchman and the watchman's suspicions were confirmed by regularly speaking with the house help. I forgot to mention that both children used to attend the same private school but without telling her husband she removed the eldest son from that school and placed him in a public school. It meant that every day the driver would drop the younger son at a posh school and the eldest at the public school nearby. Now the driver being the adult, he decided enough was enough, he'd rather lose his job than continue to be a spectator in such a horrible story. He decided to speak to their fathers when he phoned but before he wanted to have a conversation with the eldest son after dropping the youngest son. When they arrived at the younger brother's school something strange took place something he had never seen before. The eldest brother came out of the car and hugged his young brother. They both hugged with all their strength and no words were exchanged and then they held each other just staring at each other. No words were exchanged but it was as if they were communicating in silence. Anyways they hugged again and then the eldest brother came back to the car and began crying. The driver told the young man you can come stay at my place today you can stay as much and as long as you want. However, I will not be driving you back to that house, I will speak to your father about this. He gave the young man a few words of encouragement and drove him to school. Later that day, the driver went to collect the younger brother but as soon as he arrived at the eldest brother's school, a group of students ran towards him. They told him to come out of the car quick, that they were waiting for him inside the school. He rushed inside the school with the younger brother. When they got inside they were told that the eldest son ran out in the middle of the class and left the school. The school tried to phone the house but nobody was answering the phone. This was a young man who was slowly reaching his late teenage years and that was the last time they saw and heard of him. The father phoned the drivers two days later because he was busy with work and the driver informed him of the disappearance of his son. The man had to cancel everything and travel back to Nairobi. When he arrived in Kenya the driver was waiting for him at the airport and drove him straight to his eldest son's school. He wanted to hear from them about what had happened to his son. He visited all the hospital and police stations. He did everything a broken father could do to find his son the driver the watchman and the house help all resigned from their positions and decided there was no point in telling the man how his wife mistreated his son because it will jeopardize the youngest brother's future however they also continued looking for this young man who was not familiar with the country unfortunately the young man was nowhere to be found days months and years went by and the father was still inconsolable but every year with his younger son they celebrated his eldest son's birthday many years went by and the man lost his job due to poor health obviously the man was broken inside however he held on to that position as long as he could so his son and other family members under his charge could finish university after graduating the son began applying for work so he could afford a plane ticket for him and his father back to Bangui. at least there they had a home and they would be surrounded by family it was just the two of them, his mother had left his dad for someone else and he refused to go with his mother because he did not want to risk going through the same thing his brother had to go through. He quickly noticed that if he continued applying for work in his field he will die of hunger. so he decided to start selling fruits and vegetables by the roadside. It wasn't his dream job but at least it allowed him and his father to eat. You know the hardest part about experiencing financial hardship is to have experienced financial freedom and if your mind cannot adapt to your new reality, You can literally die from depression and this was the condition this young man's father was going through. This young man was charismatic, well-spoken and charming. There was something about this young man that made people who came in contact with him ask him why he was selling fruit and vegetables. It's like people felt like he was out of place. Listen, in my village they say it is not because a lion has lost weight that you must call it a cat. Once a king, always a king. It's like his attitude and approach toward life at that moment in time did not define who he was as a person and people around him felt that. On one Saturday, one of his customers, who was a beautiful woman, offered him to come serve at a private party she was organizing. He took the offer without even thinking because it was paying him 10 times what he made in a month. On that night she even gave him extra bonus because he was communicating in French with some of the guests who couldn't speak English. Later in the party the host noticed that a number of guests would stand with him and have long conversations. This young man read so many books to the point that people thought he was well travelled but he only lived in two countries. Anyways by the end of the party he was given all kinds of business card and he landed a few jobs opportunities for the following weeks and he saw the opportunity to finally be in the position to buy two tickets for him and his father to go back to the Central African Republic. At that moment he finally felt like life was finally smiling back at him. The following day on a Sunday he went back to sell his fruit and vegetable because nothing was signed in stone and you never know with rich people. On a Monday morning as he was getting ready to leave for his first interviews several cars parked in front of the place he was renting with his father. His old father was scared and his whole body began shaking while asking his son if he took anything from these people. The son said no so they decided to walk together toward the gate to go see what was the problem. And when they got to the gate they slowly peeped to see if it was really at their gate these people were coming to. They saw a man hesitating not knowing with which hand he should knock. So the father decided to be the first one to open because there is not much they can do to an older man if they came with malicious intents. Before opening the door, the old man decided to put up his threatening face to scare whoever was there. After opening the door, it was a staring contest. However, after what seemed to be a whole minute, the old man's face softened, and he began sweating from his eyes because around here real men don't cry. We just sweat from our eyes. His son came to the gate to see what was making his father cry, and he too began sweating from his eyes. He sweated like he was trying to empty all the water in his body to replace it with alcohol water the other man on the other side of the gate was on his knees sweating from his eyes as well and begging for forgiveness yes that was the elder son and he became a wealthy man in Tanzania some of his employees attended that party and they spoke about an interesting waiter who was there and he recognized the name therefore he flew to Kenya and went to look for the younger brother but he found everything he once lost listen anytime I think about this story it drains my energy Thank you if you made it this far. I hope you enjoyed it. I would also like to say a massive thank you to you who regularly listen, to you who regularly share, and to you who support this podcast. Hopefully, I'll speak to you next week.